Welcome to The Real Moms Playbook, the movement where we elevate your life. Brought to you by our premier sponsor, Earthly Wellness. In season two, we build onward from the intentional transformation to conquer the chaos, live in alignment, and build systems that work. So grab a notebook and let's get going. All right, and welcome back to The Real Moms Playbook. I'm your host, Lisa Autry. Today is part three of the three-part tidying series, and I will be sharing three ways to make the home appear tidier instantly and a method that makes it easier to actually start your tidying process. While I want to be completely transparent and honest with you and tell you there is no quick fix to a cluttered home other than just doing the work, today I do want to share a couple of tips that will make your home appear tidier as well as a method that is going to immediately put things into motion for you. So I'm going to be honest, it's work. It is hard work sometimes. It is real. It is raw. You guys have heard me talk about this and you have to touch everything in your home. Like that's no easy feat, but there are three ways to make your home seem tidier and to kind of give you a little bit more control of your space. So what are the three tips for a seemingly tidier home. Number one, close closets and drawers. So open drawers and cabinets and closets give a really messy appearance. And we want to help make the space look more orderly, even if we can't go through all of our stuff right now, right? So if you grab a plate, you close the cabinet. You put your hairbrush away, close the drawer. You get your shoes from the closet, close the closet. And when you have that, it kind of almost resets the space. It looks tidier. You're not seeing things kind of spilling out. And if you have drawers and closets and doors that you can't close, make it to where you can do a sweep. And we'll be talking about this uh, in just a few minutes and later in the episode about what sweeping is, but make it easier for you to be able to keep something closed. You don't want your bedside drawer open because guess what? You're going to climb out of bed and hit it. <laughs> like You're going to hit the drawers. You're going to hit doors and cabinets. So resetting that is going to make it appear tidier instantly. Number two, put shoes away. I don't know about you, but my kids just drop their shoes off on the mat when they're coming in. It's a tripping hazard. It looks messy. A shoe is always getting kicked everywhere. And, you know, they have the dropsies, so it's just na- natural in their nature, right? But, you know, remember the term dropsies, they have that with the shoes too. But that's why I bought some Ikea Trones. They're really cool plastic bins that hang on the wall. And so each child has a cubby and it just kind of drops down. You can use it for shoes. You can use it for art supplies. You can use the Trones for a lot of different things, but they can actually drop their shoes in there and close it up. And a gentle reminder when they're taking their shoes off helps them put them in the Trone. Uh, If they don't, if they don't get the reminder, they're going to leave them. And it's about building that habit. So, hey, take your shoes off, put them in the bin and then go inside and wash your hands. That's kind of our process when we get back from town. It's like, go inside and wash your hands. Uh, We're still working on the habit, but I would say we're about 80% on the success rate here. And I'm pretty happy with that, you know, and so it's always a process. Like I said, children aren't perfect. They're actually not meant to be perfect that we are supposed to kind of be guiding them on this journey. So if you come over and you see their rooms are kind of a mess, it's like, hey, that's 
life and we are doing the best we can and it's getting better over time over the years you know we've been doing this five years now every day it gets a little bit better but the shoes are one of those things they're going to explode everywhere and we don't wear shoes in the house I don't believe in wearing shoes in the house that could be a whole other podcast in and of itself but I like them to drop them at the door and so they're like I said, they're about 80% of the time we're pretty good getting it in the space. And then number three, file the mail away. If you have a big paper problem, which majority of my clients do, tackling it as it comes in the door will help mitigate the the chaos that it creates. I mean, it creates so much chaos. My clients need an average of three to four sessions on paper clutter because it's constantly flowing in, whether it's school paperwork, work papers, bills, junk mail, all these things. And they seem to get piled up on the counter. And then all of a sudden you have the size of a mountain of paper and you do not even want to go through it. I have gone through the tidying process with so many clients now and they find checks, they find money, they find past due bills. Like this is a real problem. And so if you're going to tackle something in transitional flow, it really needs to be the mail. Put it away right away. So open all the mail right when you get it. File anything away that doesn't immediately get discarded. So if you have the little junk inserts, just toss the junk inserts. Half the time you don't even need the envelopes. You can throw those away too. Put them in the recycle, whatever makes you feel good. It will help you a lot in the long run having a bin just for your mail that's already been gone through. So if you see something immediate, you can act on it or you can put a post-it, handle this tomorrow, you know, put expectations in place so that it doesn't get lost in the mix. And that helps keep it cleaner. You know, paper will float everywhere, especially Especially if you have two creative little artists like my girls, they'll scribble things on paper and then it floats around. So we actually have binders for them too, for them to put their art in. Once the binder's full, we discard things that, you know, maybe they don't really aren't attached to anymore or don't really love or their drawings gotten better so they can discard some of the older stuff. And then I file the other things away in a bin. If I'm like, oh, I love this picture that they drew, it gets filed into like their they're kind of their hope chest, hope bin, whatever we call it. Uh, it's a place for them to keep their old art. Um, and so before we close today, I also want to talk about sweeping your space, not with a broom. I created something called the sweeping method. And what is the sweeping method? It is the act of flowing through your space and removing any items that you Upon sight, this is the important thing, upon sight, know that they immediately need to go. This isn't joy sparking. This isn't joy checking. This isn't, you know, looking at it and saying, do I need to get rid of this? It is like looking around and saying, that goes, that goes, that goes. This is meant to be items like trash, donates, borrowed items, broken items, outgrown items, recyclables, items that you already knew needed to go onward. And now it's time for them to move on. This is the perfect step to go through first because then it helps open up your space, number one, and you're not making any real big, real big decisions. Like it's more so very surface level, but it opens up that kind of that language to you and that understanding of like, okay, now I'm actually going to start making some real decisions here. And so it kind of helps build that momentum a little bit. So my challenge to you is to set aside a 20 minute block or a 30 minute block of time to work on this. Remember, this is a light touch process. Don't make any real decisions and don't overthink this. This is not 
Kamari. This is not kicking the clutter. It's like water bottle, uh, old junk mail, like these things go very, very quickly. So grab the easy items and move them onward so you can open up your space for your tidying journey. A rule I want you to have for yourself is to get all the things of this light touch process of the sweeping process out within 24 hours. The reason for this is is it's going to help you build momentum by creating clearer spaces and a clearer mind. And then once you move onward to tidying, you're going to be better ready to handle the real decision making. So are you ready to dive in? This is a big question. I want you to start by making those changes today. Go through and immediately sweep your home and especially the most stressful spaces. Like what light touch process can you do for those spaces? And then make sure you guys get into the Tidy Life Challenge. We begin in just two weeks and I want to guide you through the actual tidying process itself and the systems to keep it tidy. That's how this whole program is so magical and this whole challenge is so magical. It's not just the art of cleaning up, it's the art of maintaining it so you can work smarter versus harder in your space. Last reminder, because it's the third part in the series, podcast, you use that code to get $5 off. So I hope you enjoyed this three-part series. I was excited to kind of come back and record this, and I recorded this off the cuff, so you're going to hear ums and uhs, and you know what? It's just the way it is, right? And I, But I wanted you guys to be ready to take action. I want to be with you every step of the way. There's a reason that my Kick the Clutter program is the most popular. It's because stuff is stressful, and people want to move through it so they can actually live their life and enjoy it. You're a busy mom. You don't have time to be tidy all the time. So I hope you enjoyed this three-part series. Now it's time for you to take action, get into the Tidy Life live experience. Let's do this together. Let's build that momentum and see our lives and all the changes that it will go through when your home works for you versus against you. So I'm Lisa Autry. This is The Real Mom's Playbook, and let's do this.